Hey everybody, welcome to Bringing Meditation to Life, a podcast in which we immerse ourselves in the intersection of meditation and everyday life, in which we look at the ways meditation illuminates and deepens our experience of daily living and the ways life itself does the same for our practice. I'm your host, Neil McKinley. So why meditate? This is a great question to ask over and over again. It's a great question not because there's a definitive answer waiting for us particularly. It's a great question because the process of inquiry reveals so much about what we're doing with this work. Asking this question reveals so much about what meditation is and, I suppose, about what meditation is not. So why meditate? Probably the single most impactful teaching I've ever received about meditation is the single word GOM. G-O-M. This is the Tibetan term for meditation, and it translates as to become familiar with. As in, meditation is a practice through which we become familiar with. And what are we becoming familiar with? Good old human experience. Nothing more and nothing less than this. When we meditate, we are becoming familiar with how it is for us. One of the things I become very familiar with when I practice is the fact that I spend a lot of my life caught up in impulsivity. I spend a whole lot of time caught up in habitual responses to experiences, to people, and to situations. I pass hours, for instance, silently grumbling about a co-worker because of a perceived slight that there may not have really been a slight as of little significance in this dynamic. Once impulsive grumbling begins, I am off and running. When I sit quietly and let my attention rest on the simplicity of embodied experience, that is, when I meditate, I am offered an opportunity to see this kind of thing play out over and over and over again. An ache in my lower back, a thought concerning dinner, a noisy leaf blower. Any of these and many more can ignite this impulsive sequence, which lets me become very, very familiar with the psychological, the physical, the visceral experience of being caught up in this way. I become familiar with the mental strain, the physical tension, the visceral yuckiness of acting, of reacting in this manner. And what's the value in that? Well, British Columbia, my home province, recently saw a catastrophic storm rage through its southern reaches. Extreme rainfall has led to flooding. 
roads and rail lines have been washed out. Supply chains, already COVID-strained supply chains, have been disrupted. Which has given rise to a certain amount of panic buying in grocery stores and at the gas pumps. Now, of course, this is understandable. We are all feeling pretty uncertain right now. We all want to ensure we're going to be okay. But panic buying can be a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. When we are fearful of shortages of milk and eggs, many of us running to the supermarket in search of these items inevitably leads to scarcities, which is pretty much what's happened here. What does a bit of familiarity with impulsivity bring to this situation? After listening to a radio story about food shortages earlier this morning, I was pretty certain a trip to the grocery store was in order. As I was packing up, however, I recognized a certain amount of an all-too-familiar experience coursing through my veins. Maybe it was the strain, maybe it was the tension, maybe it was the visceral yuckiness that clued me in, I don't really know. Whatever the case, this recognition led me to pause, and pause long enough to look in our fridge to check things out. Now, this isn't a huge gesture, admittedly, and just because it happened today does not mean it will happen tomorrow. Impulsivity is far too slippery for such guarantees in my experience. But today, the familiarity I've developed through years of meditation practice allowed me to recognize impulsivity and to pause long enough to realize my plan to get food was unwarranted. In addition to removing one unnecessary item from my always-too-lengthy to-do list, this just might have left a little more milk and a few extra eggs on the shelves for someone who actually needs it. Which is reason enough to meditate for me. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, if you'd like to know more about my work, please visit my website at neilmckinley.com. And if you happen to be listening on a platform other than this website, please consider subscribing and or leaving a review. In the meantime, I trust you're doing well and taking care in your life. And let's keep doing this work together. Let's keep bringing meditation to life.